I'm just so blessed and so um, excited about this morning. The, I think it was the third song we sang. Was it about the Holy Ghost? Could you bring up the word for that, please? It was the Holy Ghost. It was a, the, I, I think it was the Holy Spirit. You are welcome here. Was that the song? Oh, that hit me in a spot that was just what I needed this morning. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. And this isn't our place anymore. This is your place. Come flood this place. Wipe out whatever's there. You come in. And fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God is what my heart longs for, to be overcome by your presence. Uh, that's the part, that's the word that got me this morning. Presence. Your presence. Your presence. I need your presence. I need your presence. You know what I realized about the nature of presence? Presence speaks before the words you say come out your mouth. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody come in the room who you were looking forward to and they've come in and you say, oh, oh great, I'm so glad they're here. Their presence shifted something about the atmosphere. They haven't said a word yet. They haven't done anything yet. But their presence changes that you say, oh, yeah, we can get that thing done now. We're about to get started now. That's what the Holy Spirit is to the church. When the Holy Spirit comes in, he changes something. <laughs> I am determined, and this is what I've been reading about recently, the church is not gonna be the church unless the Holy Spirit is there. Like, some folks are kicking off churches and have not even thought about the Holy Spirit yet, and they're in a dangerous place. We need to reset and make sure that the Holy Spirit is leading us. Oh, glory to God. Like, I am, we're gonna be in a dangerous place if we kick off this journey and don't ask the Lord's presence to be here. Ah, glory to God. Presence means, the holy presence of the Holy Spirit means, when Jesus left, he says, I'm gonna send you a comforter. When my person is not here, when my physical person is not here, my presence, are you getting what I'm saying? When Jesus met the, the, the boat that was in the middle of the sea and the tossing in the wind and the storm was destroying it and Jesus wasn't on the boat and they were all scared to death. They saw Jesus coming across the water. What he was doing was bringing his person into their geographic location so that it would change what was going on. What the Holy Spirit does is substitutes person for presence. Where he cannot be, his presence still is. You see that? And the thing we've just known about presence is that presence speaks. Presence comforts. Presence directs. Presence pursues. Presence leads. Oh, we need the presence of the Holy Spirit in this room when we go to select our songs when we go to practice our music when we go to read the word i want the presence oh, hallelujah glory to god let me read a scripture to get you understanding why important presence is 
you remember back in the Exodus, the book of Exodus, and I'm actually going to go to Numbers, but the book of Exodus tells us about literally the Exodus, the exit out of Egypt. Right? The Spirit comes in the form of a flame by day, just as they were leaving, and leads them. And this presence is in the form of the flame by, by night, excuse me, and the cloud by day. You remember that part of the scripture? So we got a flame that are leading, because they don't know where to go. They've been in bondage for 430 years. Anything they knew about the outside world, they forgot generations ago. So the Holy Spirit, or the presence of the Lord, is here now to guide them out of Egypt. And it comes in two forms. By day, it's cloud, and by night, it's a flame. Because if they were to just head out, even though they've escaped Egypt, if they were to head out, they're going to get lost immediately. And I need you to understand that the presence for them is the Holy Spirit for us right now. If we set out, we could be saved from the world. But if we set out on our journey without the presence of God, we're going to go the wrong way immediately. Ah, glory to God. So, so what happened? Immediately as they leave Egypt, the scripture tells us that the Lord leads them, not the quickest way, but he leads them the almost what looks like the wrong way towards the Red Sea. The almost wrong way to the promised land, he leads them straight to the Red Sea. And Egyptians see this and think, ah, they're trapped. We're going to get our slaves back. They've gone the wrong way. But the Lord is leading them through what? The Red Sea. And what happens through water, we know that we've been talking about this for weeks. It's baptism and rebirth. We can go through, but you can't. <laughs> the world can't come through, but through the water. So the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, is with them immediately and leads them to what? To water. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then I want to read Numbers chapter uh, 9 here because there's something interesting that happens after they go through the water. About one year after their escape, they are at the Mount Sinai and they're given the laws of, from God, right? The Lord gives them the law that they're supposed to live by. They understand the nature of the relationship now. They're not going to just be led by the Lord. They're going to build a tabernacle right in the middle of the camp. They stop just being led by the, by the Spirit, by the presence. But the, camp, but the tabernacle now sits in the middle of the camp. Right in the middle. Right in, the, right in you. There's a difference between being led and having the presence in you. Oh, there's a difference. The Holy Spirit's going to lead you to the water, but now he wants to get in you. He wants to influence you. The way in which this, this, this particular scripture in Exodus 20 is described, it's almost like a marriage. They are going to go from being two to one. The Lord's going to commit to you. The people are going to commit to the Lord. But he says, I want to be in the center of you, what you do. I want to be in your life. I want, wherever you go, I'm going to go. And so this is what happens with the presence that's been leading them when they build the tabernacle. Let's go to verse 15. Numbers chapter 9, verse 15. I've got a few scriptures. I've got, I've got these all bottled up for two weeks. 
So be patient with me. Please be patient with me. Numbers 9, verse 15, and it reads, And on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, so the day that they built the tabernacle, the tabernacle is nothing more than a tent, essentially, that is designed to hold the presence of God with them. So it's gone from leading them out of Egypt to them building a tabernacle in the middle of the camp, and as soon as they build the tabernacle, the, the Lord's presence goes from being in front to being in the middle. <laughs> That's a fundamental difference of being led from your center. It's inside you now. The Holy Spirit, this presence is inside you now. Let's read it out. Let me read it out. I'm getting too excited. At the tabernacle, namely the tent of the testimony, at, at even, there was upon the tabernacle, as it were, the appearance of fire until the morning. Amen. So it was always, the cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. <laughs> so here he's showing himself. And when the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, then after the children of Israel journeyed, and in the place where the cloud abode, there the children of Israel pitched their tents. What is that saying? So as soon as they erected the tabernacle, the presence of the Lord moved to the middle of the camp. And as soon as it moved to the middle of the camp, they knew that if the cloud went up, oh, we're leaving, everybody pack up. But if the cloud stayed low, we're not going anywhere. Like we are not going anywhere unless that cloud goes with us. We're not going anywhere unless that fire goes. If this cloud and fire stays here, for six years, we're going to stay here for six years. If it moves today and then moves again tomorrow, have a guess what we're doing? Moving today and moving tomorrow. If the cloud, if the presence of God moves, I'm going with it. Amen? That's what is going on here. This is how important presence is. And it didn't matter that Moses was the only one who was the mouthpiece of God. They were all looking at the cloud. They all wanted to know what the presence of God was doing. Amen? Let's keep reading. Verse 18. At the commandment of the Lord, the children of Israel journeyed. And at the commandment of the Lord, they pitched. As long as the cloud abode upon the tabernacle, they rested their tents. <laughs> they weren't doing it based on where the food was. They weren't doing it based on where the water was. They didn't care compare where they didn't care where the good cities were for the good food. They didn't care any of those things. They were looking at what is the spirit doing? Because that's what I'm gonna do. We're too quick to follow trends. <laughs> We're too quick to follow different things that are going on. I want to know what the spirit is saying about this and that. Because where he's moving, that's where I'm gonna move. Let's keep reading that out. And when the cloud tarried long upon the tabernacle many days, then the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and journeyed not. Man, it's getting to the point where the, the, the spirit hasn't moved now for days. But have a guess what we are not doing. If it's not moving, I'm not moving anywhere. There may be a better situation down the road. It may be a more abundant down the road. Gosh, if we were to go down the road, they've got beautiful crops over there. We could make use of that. 
What's the Lord doing? Oh, I'm not going then. If he's not going, I'm not going. Let's keep going. Verse 20, and so it was, when the cloud was a few days upon the tabernacle, according to the commandments of the Lord, they abode in their tents, and according to the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. And so it was when the cloud abode from even unto the morning, that the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they journeyed. So even if the cloud said, ah, it's four o'clock in the morning, we are out. If one person saw it, hey, the presence is moving. Get your stuff together. We're going right now, doesn't matter. It's really inconvenient, it's late at night, it's early in the morning, doesn't matter. Whenever the presence says to move, we're gonna move. That's why I'm frightened of any church that is trying to do this without Holy Spirit. Because they have decided, hey, if you're not moving, if you're not going, we're not going either. We need to be influenced by the Holy Spirit, which is that song I said, Holy Ghost, that song I sang at the start. Holy Ghost, we welcome you. Come with power. Fill this vessel right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're welcome here. Tabernacle represents the presence of the Lord in you now. Not just being led, you've been led here. Holy Ghost in you now. Now it's just saying, oh, I can feel when you're moving now. Four o'clock in the morning, I feel you. Time to pray. I don't know if you've ever done that, had somebody to pray for, had somebody that's on your mind. I think it's the Holy Spirit just moving you to, to think about them, pray for them, and you come to realize that they needed it. Holy Spirit moving you. Doesn't, you don't care that it's four o'clock in the morning. You're just gonna go ahead and pray. You don't care that it's middle of your whole shift. You're going to pray. Holy Spirit. You're welcome here. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Verse 22. Or whether it were two days, or a month, or a year, the cloud tarried upon, that the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle, remaining thereon, the children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not. Verse 22 is saying, it didn't matter if it was a day, a month, or a year. If the holy, if that presence was not moving, we are not moving. I don't care what re- how far we have to go to get resources to bring back here. We're going to go get them and bring them straight back here. Because that's where the presence is. And presence we know speaks. Presence we know helps. Presence we know guides. Amen. The presence of the Lord is all we are here for. Or whether it were two days or a month or a year, the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle, remaining there on them. The children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not. But when it was taken up, they journeyed. So we've just got used to this place. We've been here of our 40-year journey. We've been here for a year because the tabernacle, the presence of God hasn't moved. And on day 366, for whatever reason, the presence moves. Have a guess what? I've got used to this place. Doesn't matter. If the presence moves, I'm moving. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And at the commandment of the Lord, they rested in the tents. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the commandment of the Lord of the hand of Moses. Man, if Moses was in there and the presence was in there, we're not going anywhere. This presence is exactly what we see in Acts chapter two. 
except for now rather than filling a tabernacle rather than hovering over the tabernacle. Now it's resting on uh, people. Let's just go there real quick. Acts 2.32, if you could, sir. Could you just read that for me? Acts 2.38, yes, sir. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of sins, that you may receive the gift so now he's saying, you can receive this gift. You can receive this gift of the Holy Spirit in you. Amen. If you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in you, and you're going to act the same way we did back in the old. If the Spirit moves, that's when we move. If the Spirit tells us to go, there was a story where, um, I think it was uh, one of the apostles saw a chariot, and the Holy Spirit told him to go, join yourself to that chariot. <laughs> and go talk to and so he moved straight to the chariot the Holy Spirit now is telling people to leave and to move and to go and to stay it's the same situation for us I'm waiting for presence of God keep reading that through then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins that ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit yes. for the promise is unto you and to your children what is this presence a promise. This is not negotiable. It's already promised. I've never worried about the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because that's the part that's a promise. That's the part that is assured. It's not, it's not like, it's not like uh, something that uh, is conditional. It is a promise that is given to you. Amen. Let's keep going. The promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off. Even as the Lord our God shall call. Yes, keep going, sir. And I want you to keep going down to verse 42. And with many other words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourselves from this Man. untoward generation. Hallelujah. Keep going. Then they said, then they, excuse me, then that gladly received that his word were baptized. Yeah. And the same day they were added unto the church about 3,000 souls. Keep going to verse 42, sir. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And in breaking your bed and in prayer. This is the interesting verse that the Spirit ushered in a new age within the church. Verse 42 really kind of sits in this moment. They were steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread. The, the interesting part is the, cone, the, the word fellowship. It's from this Greek word called koinonia. It's fellowship. It's this idea that the things that concern you concern me. It's a contribution to a community. It's the way we connect to each other. The Holy Spirit did something because even that they, they did in the camp too. The camp, the whole camp wasn't gonna move. This isn't like a, one of the tribes says, yeah, we'll go on ahead. No, no, no. Either we all go or we all stay. And we're all gonna follow the Spirit. The same thing happened in the early church when the Holy Spirit came in. They decided to make all things common because we are just one people. <laughs> We're just one people. In fact, if you go back to Numbers and read a couple of verses ahead, you will talk about the stranger, the foreigner. The scripture says if the foreigner comes into the camp and keeps the commandment, somebody you don't know, not your family, not your people, but if they come in too and follow the spirit, they're no longer just strangers, but they're just fellow people in your camp. 
What does the spirit then do? The spirit doesn't just lead us, it unites us. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter where you came from, doesn't matter who your people are, doesn't matter what language you speak, we are one people. Oh, glory to God. And the Spirit is doing this for us. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Why? Because you are unifying the people. You are leading the people. You're telling us when to get up and when to stop and when to move and when to lead and when to stay where we are. But the Spirit is the thing that is guiding us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why I love the Holy Spirit in the church. That's why we should pray for the Holy Spirit in the church. When the Holy Spirit first came in Acts, what were they doing? Waiting. That was it. Just wait. Get together. Wait. Let the Holy Spirit take it. Some, you know what I'm realizing? People don't like waiting these days. We're in such a, Amazon can deliver it this afternoon. Best Buy will get it to me in the morning. I'll have to wait for nothing. And if you haven't got the money, we'll give you the credit and you can have it now and pay us back later. We don't have to wait for anything. We don't have to wait for anything, but the scripture encourages us to wait on the Holy Spirit with patience wait let him come in let him move let him guide let him let him be the one who's deciding the decisions amen holy spirit you are welcome here amen thank you jesus let's go really quickly to exodus chapter 33 exodus 33 <laughs> this is an important part of this scripture please be patient with me here because i've got to get i've got to nail this last part i've had this bottle up for two weeks <laughs> I'm telling you, I've had this for two weeks, so I've got to get this out. Amen. Exodus chapter, what did I say? 33? Amen. Let's go to Exodus 33 and verse 14. It says, and he said, Yes, sir. My presence shall go with thee. Okay, let's talk about what's going on right here. The Lord has got fed up with the children of God. He's got absolutely fed up with them. Why? Because they're, he's described them as a stiff-necked people. People who are so stubborn. Oh, you're not listening to what I'm saying when tells us me something else about the presence. When the presence come in, we've got to be open to wherever he's leading. Because if the presence comes in and he describes us as stiff-necked and, and, and stubborn, it's because we are not being guided by him. So the Lord is ready to break fellowship with the children of Israel and start this all over again with Moses. Says they won't listen, they won't be guided, they won't be led, so let's just forget this and go with you. And so this is Moses' response to the Lord saying, let's start over somewhere else. In fact, what he also promises, he says, I'll send an angel with the people. I'll let them go with an angel. And the angel will take care of them. The angel will make sure that when they get to the land of promise, they'll be okay. But I'm not going. And Moses hears this. Remember, this is an assurance of safety with the angel, but the presence isn't going to go. But Moses hears this and says, uh oh, -uh, no way. Let's just read that out. Verse 14, and he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Yes. Verse 15, and he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up thence. Oh, so Moses is basically saying, If you're saying to me, that we're gonna go somewhere and you're not going to be there, forget it. I don't want anything to do with that deal. 
I don't care what angel you send. I don't care what the good thing is in the land that's there. I don't care if it's flowing with milk and honey. I don't care if it's wealth. I don't care if it's fame. I don't care if it's a good job. If you're not there, I'm not going. <laughs> Too many times we sacrifice what we can have for what we can be in Christ Jesus. And we've got to stop that exchange. What Christ is to us has got to be more than the world to us. Ah, hallelujah, glory to God. <laughs> Read that again for me, please. Verse 14, and he said, my presence shall go with thee, yes. and I will give thee rest. Yes. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us I'm not going anywhere. Don't carry me nowhere with no angels. I don't care about the angels. God bless them. Thank you for getting us out of Egypt. But I'm interested in your presence. Ah. When you know what presence is, that's what you seek. When you know what presence is, that's what you go after. There's no substitute, no other spiritual substitute, but for the presence of God. Let's keep reading this, sir. Verse 16, excuse me, for wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that thou goest with us? Yes. So shall we be separated? And I and thy people from all the people that are upon the face uh, the, of the earth? The only way we know that we have the grace of God, the only way we know that we have the grace of God is by the presence of God. The church isn't, doesn't even have the grace of God if it doesn't have the presence of God. You here are the people of God and we are here to invite the presence of the Lord in here so that we can have his grace. Amen? Let's keep going here. Uh, read verse 14 again. And he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. And he said unto them, unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. And verse 17. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing uh, also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight. Man, Moses is praying on behalf of the people. He's praying, and this is what I'm going to do for you, and this is what we're going to do for each other. He's praying on behalf of the people because the Lord has said, yeah, I'll, I'll send them to help the people, but because you said it, I'm going to stay in their presence. And so what Moses essentially has done is allowed the Lord presence to be with the people. And that's my prayer for you, is that the presence of God continues to be with the people. I need you to pray that for me too, that the presence of God be continued to be with me. I don't want to go by accident and end up without the presence. I don't want to go somewhere by accident and end up without the presence of God. And I don't want you to do that either. We're going to pray. And if the presence for some reason is not there, what are we going to do? Wait. We're going to wait. <laughs> and when he moves, I'm going to move. And if he doesn't move, I'm just staying right here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's what the presence is to me. Let's go really quickly. Let's go real quick. A couple more scriptures. St. John chapter 7. Jesus stands up. Everything okay? Amen. A couple of bees. That's all right. St. John chapter 7, verse 37. He says what? Jesus stands up in the middle of a feast. And he's letting people know um, there's a way to have presence with me even when I'm not going to be here. And what does he say? In the last day, yes. that great day of the feast, yeah. Jesus stood and cried and said, 
If any man thirsts, yes. let him come and drink. What do I know now about presence, and you're going to realize this in a second, is that Jesus is saying, I'm going to give those who are thirsty something to drink. <laughs> you know what I've realized about thirst? Sometimes you really don't know. I, 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 when I was struggling sometimes with my weight, one of the things I realized I was doing was every time I was uh, thirsty, I thought I was hungry. And so I took the wrong thing to substitute my thirst. Like I wanted a meal, I didn't want to drink. Give me another meal. <laughs> Give me a cupcake, that will, that makes me feel, and it did for a second, but I was still thirsty. Jesus is saying, I, you're all are thirsty and you're going after the wrong things. You're all are thirsty right now, and you are consuming the wrong things to try to get rid of your thirst, and you're wondering why you're still thirsty. But then read that verse again. This is what he says. In the last day, yes. that great day of the feast, yes. Jesus stood and cried, saying, yep. If any man thirsts, yes. let him come unto me and drink. Come to me if you're thirsty. That thing that you're taking, that relationship you thought would fill the gap, that is not filling the gap. That job you thought that was bringing you purpose is not the thing. That bank account you assumed would make you feel better if you, that was the thing and you're still thirsty. Come unto me and I will make you, give you rest. Let's keep reading here. Yes, he that believes, this is what's gonna happen when the Holy Spirit comes. Yes. He that believes on me as a scripture. He that believes on me, as the scripture says, out of his belly, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Shall flow rivers of living water. This is amazing. You're not only not going to no longer be thirsty, but inside of you will be the ability to give others to drink. This is what the Holy Spirit does. I'm no longer being led by it now. I'm being, I've got it inside of me. And it's coming out and giving everybody around me water. You understand how this changed? You've stopped from being thirsty. You've gone from being thirsty to giving everybody around you things to drink. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing to you. Ah, glory to God. You've gone from being at the tail to being the resource. You've gone from not being able to figure out how to quench your thirst to giving everybody something to drink. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing. So I say again, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Flood this place. Fill the atmosphere. We are giving each other to drink right now. Out of our bellies are flowing. Ah, glory to God. Do you believe it? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm almost finished. I'm almost coming down. St. John chapter 14, 16 through 27. Then I'm going to take my, take my seat here. St. John chapter 14, 16. John, yeah. I will pray the Father. Jesus is saying here, I'm going to be the one who prays this for you. Let's keep going. I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comfort. There's a couple of things that are implied here. Jesus is saying, my person, the physical person, is a comforter right now to you. But I'm going to go away. And that means I have to get another comforter for you. <laughs> so he says, I'm going to pray for the Father to send another comforter. 
Like, I'm, my presence with you, it can't be here forever. I'm going to go back into the eternal. eternal. <laughs> so I'm going to pray for another one and keep going. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. But this one is going to be forever. Uh, this is the promise. Let's keep going. Even the spirit of the truth. The spirit of truth, yes. Whom the world cannot receive. Because it seeth him not, glory, glory to God. neither knoweth him, yes. because ye know him, ye, for, ye dwelleth, for he dwelleth with you, and shall abide with you. <laughs> and go to verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come unto you. You understand what he's just said? He said, I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to go away. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth is going to come to you. And he says, he will come to you. And then in verse 18, he says, what? I will come to you. This Holy Spirit is none other than Jesus in presence, not in person. You want to know why you're going to get the same comfort that I was giving you? Because it's me in presence, not in person. I need this Jesus. Oh, glory to God. I hope you understand what I'm saying about the Holy Spirit. You want kingdom? You gotta have. You gotta follow the spirit. Let's keep going. Go. Go down to verse twenty-six. But the Comforter. Yes. Which is the Holy Ghost. He's just come right out and said it now. The Comforter is the Holy Ghost. Whom the Father will send in my name. In whose name? In my name. <laughs> How do we get in access to the Holy Spirit then? He says in my in Jesus' name. He says I'm gonna send it in my name. Let's keep going. He shall teach you all things. Yes. And shall bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. The, the, the entire purpose of the Holy Spirit is to give you comfort. Amen. The whole entire purpose of the Holy Spirit is to teach you. Yes. Yes. It's going to be consistent with the scripture because that's what Jesus said. Yes. Jesus also said, if you believe me, just like the scripture said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. The Holy Spirit will be in you. I'm praying for you now like I hope you're praying for me, that the presence of God not just lead me, but be inside me, that it guide me, strengthen me, that it strengthens you, that it moves you. If the Holy Spirit don't move, I'm not moving. If the Spirit stays here for a year, just like this, I'm staying here just like this. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not gonna move, I'm not gonna, Look at another situation and think, ah, it might be better. No, if the Holy Spirit's here, this is where I'm going to stay. May the Lord add a blessing. In the name of the Lord Jesus.